exploring faith journeys and inspiring ministries that embody the good news of God. This is the Cumberland Road. I'm your host, T.J. Melanoski. Hearing someone share their life journey connects us and binds us to one another. Listening can transport us to another time and place where we are temporarily invited to venture into someone else's space and feel and have experiences that are not our own. Today's guest had me traversing and crossing cultures and crumble barriers about God's faithfulness, about stewardship, and meeting people where they are. Reverend Alfonso Marquez is the church planter and minister at the Mercy Church in Lenore City, Tennessee. The moment I pressed record, Alfonso invites me into his past and carries me into what the future may hold for the church. I hope you enjoy this journey of faith as much as I did with guest Alfonso Marquez. One of the first times I met you, Alfonso, was at a Presbytery meeting, and I believe Reverend Leonard Turner was telling part of your faith journey and how at when the two of you first met, I don't want to tell the story, but this is what I remember, and you can correct me. The two of you met at a truck stop. And you were a truck driver. And that was yes. the first time I met you and heard the name Alfonso Marquez. So thank you for joining your heart. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a long, long time ago. Yes, I met Leonard on June 2000, uh, no, 1999. I was driving for CA5. Uh, one of the 10 largest companies at that moment uh, in the United States. And I was driving border to border and coast to coast. And I, I was traveling to Canada too and parts of Mexico. So I had a, I really enjoy driving. And the reason that I start driving is because I had a business which with the economy in Mexico crumbling down, uh, I was forced to close. Like right now, the pandemic forces uh, force many businesses on the border to close because they they cannot come and, and buy stuff uh, across the border. So at that moment, it was the economy that the valuation of pesos. So my great business uh, was on bankruptcy. So I had a CDL uh, at that moment. So uh, I was kind of uh down i don't want to use the word depressed but i was down and trying to figure out uh what the lord wanted what for me and and i started putting uh get on internet and start putting applications for truck drivers for trucking companies just for for uh wasting some time and Two, three days later, I started receiving packages from all these companies because they were in need of uh, 
drivers with good driving record and, and good health. And so I saw the opportunity to drive and relax around while I was driving and they were gonna pay me. And they were paying me 32 cents uh, a mile at that moment. So three miles, $1. So I used to drive 700 miles per day. So I was making $200 per day. And it was a good, good income while I was traveling around the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to uh, all around the United States. And on Sundays, I always look for places where we, I can worship. Uh, uh, and uh, it was hard for me to to find a place with a, an 18-wheeler. And then I noticed that some truck stops have their chapels there. And in that uh, June 99, uh, we were, Alfonso, my son, was like 10 years old. He was with me. And we were on our way to uh, Ohio to this uh, Toys, uh, yeah, Toys R Us load. And and we stopped at the Petro on I-40 at exit 369. Uh, and I told my son, well, let's, let's take a shower and rest. And while I, I was walking in, I saw that they have a, it was a Saturday night. So I saw the sign that they have a, a worship service in the morning. So I told Alfonso, well, uh, in the morning we got up and, and uh, fix ourselves and, and come to the worship service. And we continue our journey to, to Ohio. So uh, we got up earlier and went to the shower and Alfonso beat me. So he went <laughs> to the TV room where Leonard was and, and Leonard welcomed him. And, and he was kind of, this kid, what's, are you by yourself? He says, no, my dad is coming uh, after me. And, and then I met Leonard. We have a church service there, and he invited me to go to to Union Church. And at that moment, he says, "We're having a lunch after worship service." I say, "Oh, free lunch!" Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided to go to the uh, church, Union Church, and and uh, I never heard about Cumberland. I always have in my mind Presbyterian, and. Uh, uh, we have a worship service, and after that, Leonard uh, asked me if I, I wanted to go around and visit uh, the community, because at that moment, uh, in Lenore City, it was in arson, and many Hispanic families lost everything. So many churches uh, around tried to help the, the people, uh, the Hispanic people, but uh, they don't speak English, and they don't speak Spanish, so... It was a language barrier. So Leonard said that he started praying for the Lord to to send someone who can speak their language and and minister the the gospel to them. So I didn't know that, but he was praying for that. And uh, (laughs) so when I arrived, we went around and I checked. We stopped at the grocery store, Mexican grocery store, and talked to the people. And they, they told me that they were in big need of translations and many other stuff because the need was big. So I asked him if I start a church, would you come with me? And he says, yeah, we will join you. And so I went back to, to the truck stop. And when he was dropping me in my truck, the, the 18 wheeler, 
every driver has their nickname. They call it handle. And my name was Preacher. And he asked me, what about the, that name? And I said, well, when I'm driving, I preach the gospel through the CB radio. And some, some uh, you know, uh, drivers have a hard time. So some uh, receive the gospel and we stop and I pray with them and they receive Jesus and they go to New York and I go to LA and we never see again. But, <laughs> and I was doing that while I was driving, but I was looking and I told Leonard, I feel like the Lord is calling me to, to preach, but I, I don't have a place to, and I, I'm not educated. I, I'm, I don't have theological. When I said I'm not educated, people th think that uh, uh, I, didn't, I didn't attend school before. But uh, I told them uh, I had a teacher teaching degree in Mexico, and but I, I don't have any theological preparation. So he says, what about uh, if we can... We can send you to school, and and it looked my it, it took my attention. I said, "Well, probably." I told him, "Well, let's pray about it." And and he, we just say goodbye, and and we continue our journey to Ohio. And about three months, uh, no, three weeks later, I receive a letter <laughs> from Leonard and 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 Union Church, uh, stating about our when we met, and they were were interested in interview me and if I was the person and for the ministry and so and then I told my wife I met at this gringo over there and he's offered me this and, and uh, I told her I think they're Presbyterians uh, and you know Presbyterians are very liberal and we are we, we were part of the our home church was a Pentecostal church uh, of Assembly of God so and we're very traditional and conservative and Hispanics are more so my wife, Martha, said, well, let's talk to our preacher. So we went to our preacher and told him that all the experience and, and the preacher told, uh, asked me, what do you think about it? I said, well, I feel like going, but I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm seeking your advice and, and guidance to see what we can do. And the preacher's wife said, Alfonso, I, I, I believe with all my heart that the Lord is calling you up there. And you just need to do like Paul. When he was with Romans, he was Roman. When he was with Greeks, he was Greek. And when he was with Jews, he was Jews. So, so you can be, you're bilingual. You can be bi-denominational. You can be bi-bi-bi. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, if you support us, we, we go. So uh, I contacted Leonard and... And I had a, a, because Knoxville, it's the middle uh, uh, on the, when you go from Laredo to New York, Knoxville is the is halfway. So I figured out, I told Leonard, well, I'm, go, I'm on my way to New Jersey. So when I pass there, I, I may, uh, uh, I planned my, my trip to stop there at the truck stop and, and talk with Leonard again. And, so the second trip, it was like in mid-July, around this time. And I stopped with him, and then uh, we have the the, work, the service at the truck stop, and then we go again to Union. And uh, after that, uh, he invited me to a restaurant. They didn't have a lunch. 
but some uh, people from the session uh, invited us to eat lunch and they took us to a Monterey restaurant on, on Kingston Pike. And uh, the, the owner of the restaurant was uh, Hispanic and was Catholic. And Leonard was wearing that clerical shirt with the white collar. And, and they thought he was a Catholic priest. So Leonard told me, every time I come over here, they don't want me to pay. Uh, they, they, they're they good to me. And that's why he was very often there. And I told him, Leonard, uh, in the Hispanic culture, uh, priests don't pay at stores. They don't pay at restaurants. They, 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 they take care of priests. So they think you are a priest. And uh and I need to buy me a, a, a one of those shirts too. <laughs> and I started inviting them to to have a, a Bible study, and they agreed. So uh, I make those contacts at the grocery store and at that restaurant, and went back. And September, we receive a two plane tickets to come to be interviewed by the board of missions uh, uh, before. I didn't know the, they have a presbytery meeting in October. So we came in late September. And uh, we, Marta was kind of, it was hard for her to, because she is still, still learning English. So at that moment, Laredo, you can go everywhere and, and everybody speaks Spanish. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, so it was very comfortable for her and school system, everything. They, they, everybody's doctors. Everybody speaks Spanish down there. So even we're the 98% Hispanics and the 2% are Anglos and Asians and, and the other 2%, they have to learn Spanish. Even in- <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was a, an issue for her and, and, and she was kind of, well, we got settled over here. We're doing good. And, and I told her, well, let's take a, it, it's a weekend. We can go and let's take a, just a, a trip and, and we don't lose anything. It's everything paid. So I'm pretty sure they send the ticket so they, they may feed us. So but, uh, <laughs> we decided to come. And, and uh, at that day when we were coming to, to East Tennessee, uh, as always with the hurries and everything, we arrived to the airport right on time. But I forgot my wallet. Oh no! And and when while I was at the uh, <laughs> checking in, I told Marta I forgot my wallet, and and we don't have time to go back, and and there's no time for us someone to bring my wallet, and so it's gonna be three days. So I I told her, well, we may need to fast because I don't have any money with me. All my cards and everything were in, in the my wallet, so. We, we got on the plane, and on the planes at that moment, they give you a little lunch, very small, and, and a drink, and, and peanuts, and all the stuff. And they said, well, we can make it from Loretta to Dallas. And from Dallas, we thought we were flying to Knoxville, but they, they put the tickets to Nashville because it's cheaper. So churches are looking for cheaper stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we, we arrived to, to Nashville, and... Bruce Potter and Leonard Turner were there. Uh, Bruce Potter was the associate pastor at that moment in, at Union. So what they were there with uh, flowers for Martha and a pen for me and 
a great welcome and to the airport. And we I, we felt very important. And and uh, I said, okay, but let's go. And and then they said, are you hungry? I said, no, no, we are okay. We we we. We we ate on the plane and we're okay. And and they say, well, from here to Knoxville is about two hours, but in the middle of, of the road, there's a, a little town named Cookville. We're going to stop there and eat dinner. That way you can arrive. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> so when we arrived to Cookville, all the state houses and all the restaurants have, it was a Friday night. So they had hour, hour, 20 minutes uh, waiting uh, list. So they asked me if I, uh, if I was willing to eat at the uh, Golden Corral. It's a buffet. And I say, man, this, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> so we ate at the Golden Corral. And, and I told Marta, you know, we don't have money. So pack well, eat well, because we don't know tomorrow. But Friday... It's done. So, and I told him, I know that all the motels over here, uh, they serve continental breakfast. So at least we, we're going to eat something in the morning. Mm-hmm. So we arrived to the motel and I never had a headache, never. And then uh, when we got to a room, I, I started having a headache and, and I told Marta, you know, I had a headache and I saw a machine downstairs, but they were 50 cents. And I don't have a few, two quarters. And I was, and I told her, well, let me walk down to see what's, if I can find those quarters. So I went down and I, I got in front of the machine and, and looked the, the aspirin and, and I put my fingers uh, where the change came and they were too. Someone wow. put a dollar and got the whatever, and they got the two, two quarters. I guess was the law. And, and someone, Sure, uh, say to me, it's, it's like when Jesus told Peter, go get the 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 fish and get the, the money from the fish mouth to pay our taxes. So I got my aspirins and, and got up, uh, go up and, and told Martha, I got, I got the aspirins. And I told her what happened. He says, well, so in the morning, I asked her, Martha, how, how do you feel? And he says, well, I didn't sleep well. I don't, I didn't like this room and and she was putting all and all the obstacles for that way we don't have. And she said to me, if the Lord don't give us in our bed without asking, we're not coming. Hmm. And I look at her and say, Marta, you're asking something impossible. So I know Americans, they're very uh, strategic. They they do very logistics. They're They're very good. So... I'm pretty sure they rented this room, this uh, motel room for until Monday. So how, unless we ask for an iron room, they they may put us in our room. But she said, no, no, we we don't need to ask. And I thought, well, let's eat breakfast and and eat breakfast and and I thought, grab a, a banana for the road because we don't know how it's gonna be the lunch. <laughs> so when after we we finish breakfast. Bruce Potter arrived to pick us up and uh, to go to to the meeting with the Presbyterian Board of Missions uh, Committee. And he asked us, where's the luggage? And I thought, well, it's in the room. And he told us, no, you need to get the luggage because we just, it was a UT game and it was the only room open for that night. And they have rented the other Saturday and Sunday nights 
at, across the interstate. Oh. So I told Marta, I guess the Lord wants us to <laughs> to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so I pick up the uh, I went to pick up the luggage and, and went to the our interview. And the committee was formed by session meeting from members of the session meeting of Union and some of the Presbytery of East Tennessee. And they, they started, when we arrived, there were like eight or nine people around and mostly elderly people. And, and we, we felt like, what's going on over here? Do we need to confess or something? And and they start asking us questions, questions about our faith or salvation and uh, about feeling to go on the ministry and all, all the stuff. And we were answering questions and and then suddenly uh, Janice Middleton, Bill Middleton's wife, she was part of the uh, uh, meeting and she says, you, and she said, you, you know me, I'm not like this, but I feel like the Lord is talking to me and I want to pick up an offering for Alfonso and Martha. And I say, no, 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 you, we, we, don't, we, we don't need money. We're okay. And, and she says, the Lord asked me to, 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 to do that, so I'm going to do it. And she told me, when you go on, on, on the ministry, you need to be humble. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I say, okay. And she says, but if you don't want to get, I'm going to ask Martha to open her purse and I'm going to ask every committee member to be generous to you. So Martha opened her purse and everybody went around and put their, so they put like $800 together for that. Wow. That meeting. I, I didn't know until we finished the, the, the meeting. And then one of the uh, elder Deep Pinker from Union Church came and said, well, we understand you're a truck driver, so I got this new car for you, so there's the key, so you can go everywhere. That way I don't have to drive you or pick you and drop you, and so you can go around. And, and I said, well, okay. I said, sure, everything is done. He already fixed everything, so. So after that, we went out of the meeting. We we went around to to see uh, the community, and and then I asked Marta. Uh, well, we got money now, but we don't know how much. So she she started counting. She said, "It's more than eight hundred dollars." I thought, "Is that right?" And she said, "Yes." I thought, "Well, I have we I have we have money to to buy souvenirs for our kids." So we went to that Walgreens and it was a duty game. So we got a lot of stuff from Tennessee, taking down to to Laredo. And then uh, we went we went to the truck stop with Leonard that Sunday, and then to to Union again. And then Bruce Potter took us Monday morning to to Nashville. That way we can get the when we pick up the the plane in. In Laredo, there's a monastery and like two two blocks from our house. And one of the monks was uh, uh, visiting his family and he got on Laredo on the same plane from Laredo to Dallas. And from Dallas, I think he went to uh, Kansas to, on the other way. And we came to, 
to Tennessee. And then I start asking him uh, why he was in the ministry. And, and, and he just told me, because I love Jesus. And, and I thought, well, I heard that mostly monks or uh, uh, nuns go to a ministry because they, they lost their sweethearts or something. Their, their heart is broken. And he says, no, no, I, I decided to go in the ministry. And, and he, he was, I tried to outreach the Hispanic community. I made uh, 20, uh, 2,000 invitations and only two people show up to his heart ministry and la, la, la. And I said, well, I saw you around walking because they, they walk in pairs with the rosary praying. If you talk to them, they, they just wait to you. And, but they continue praying and, and, if you want to talk to them, they say, I'm sorry, we're praying. And and it was very common side those some of those monks. And so when we were, we wish you a good flight. And 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 then when we were coming back from Nashville to, to Dallas, there was the monk again, the Catholic. So we were familiar. <laughs> How was your visit? And he, oh, very good. And said, well, we met this group up there, and and probably the Lord is calling us up there. So, so he said, I'm, I'm going to pray for you. So we went back to Laredo, and I continued driving. And in October, no, in November, late November, they sent me a an invitation, a letter that the, the Presbyterian has approved us, and and they sent us a check to. To move from Loretta to Loretta to East Tennessee, and and that's why how our journey started uh, 21 years ago in January 2000, right right after uh, Y2K. <laughs> that's right. I'd forgotten about that. We thought the the war is gonna to, to come to me to an end, so. We waited and, and nothing happened. So I told Martha, well, we need to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we arrived we arrived to Lenore City on January the 21st, 2000. So right now is a little bit more than 21 years. Well, Alfonso, I really hadn't introduced you yet. So uh, this was a great introduction, by the way. Talk a little bit about uh, uh, who you are and the, the congregation that you're serving and just do a brief introduction. We jumped right into the story, which was great. Okay. Well, I'm originally from Ciudad Juarez, Chihuahua, Mexico. I grew up there until 17 and I was, I received a scholarship to go to uh, this uh, normal school and uh, in Mexico, you go to normal school to be normal, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Every teacher has to attend the normal school in Mexico. Now it's a little bit different, but on, on the, at those times, I went to, to Mexico City and started preparing myself to be a teacher. Uh, after that, I just served like six months, and I didn't like I don't like big cities, so I went back to to Juarez, and then uh, the situation was kind of difficult there. So I got across the border and came to the United States uh, and started working on the fields uh, and whatever, I, and construction and until I was undocumented for eight years until the amnesty. So I apply and I qualify and they give me a, a temporary residency. 
And after that, they get, uh, after two years, they was a permanent residency. And after five years, I applied for my citizenship. So Mark and I came and, and we, we were a couple. Uh, I came first in 1980 and she came, joined me in 1983 uh, and move around from Texas to West Texas to New Mexico and Colorado and went all around uh, because we were more seasonal workers. And uh, we established finally in Laredo, Texas uh, and Marta was seven months pregnant of Alfonso. So in 1988, we, we moved to Laredo, Texas, where uh, we got safe in August 1894. And uh, five years later, the Lord called us to ministry and we raised four children of our own and, and we adopt, adopted uh Two of our, my sister, uh, Martha's sister's kids. Uh, so we raised two nephews as, as our children too. And uh, we raised six. So that's when we came up, up here to Lenore City. We were six children and Martha and I and a dog. <laughs> <laughs> wow. uh, we're originally from Juarez and we move around the United States in many different places and established in Laredo and from Laredo we talked the Lord is going to send us back to to El Paso to Juarez to start a church and or Mexico or Central America but the Lord sent us to East Tennessee <laughs> so that's pretty far away <laughs> <laughs> God's plans yeah um talk about the congregation that you are serving with uh Martha your wife who is also a minister yes we both uh, went through the program of alternate status, past program, and I got graduated. I spent four years taking in English, and then I started translating for new candidates for the ministry. And Martha uh, uh, registered for for that program too, and uh, she graduated in 2012 and got ordained in 2012. And but she's been helping me in ministry because we started the church. Uh, from from nothing mm -hmm. and uh before i started going to pause i started the preaching to the chairs first and then but we <laughs> we did more community service uh and let know people that we really care about them so now we have a congregation organized in 2010 uh and we have a good good group of uh good Cumberland Presbyterian people. We, we didn't steal from Baptists or Pentecostals. Or, every single one was uh, received Christ through our ministry and baptized uh, uh, through the Cumberland Church. And uh, we are serving now our community in many different ways. Right now, I'm teaching ESL and GD. Now it's high set. I do a lot of immigration documents, translations, and, and social security and uh, schools. And Martha, my daughter, now is working with the Tennessee College of uh, Applied Technology. So she's working with me, uh, but she's working in Morristown now. She's in, in church of that area and Hamlin County. And that's, that's what we have been doing, serving our com community over here. 
And now, because it's a federal program, we teach GD or high set to anybody. And we receive some uh, non-Spanish speakers taking their GD with us too. Interesting. You, yes. are a man, you are a man of many skills. Well, the Lord is, you know, I always say that the, in the land of the blind, the one eye is the king. <laughs> so I've been learning. That's what I, I have to wear many caps. And uh, I learned to do the immigration documents. I learned to translate. I learned to, to do uh, social security. And yeah, and to teach, well, that's my uh, I started to to be a teacher, so it, it was easier for me to. And when I preach, I don't preach. I I try to teach too the the word of God. So, because of the many skills that you have, that places you in in uh, spaces where you get to meet a lot of people and be able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, Alfonso, one of the things that uh, I wanted to ask you about is. When you're sharing the good news, how do you tell people that uh, Christ gives you purpose in your life? How do you share that with somebody who may not know a lot about the Christian faith? Uh, actually, I always share my testimony and uh, how God can take a Mexican out of uh, that neighborhood where I grew up and. Uh, got him off out of hell and bring him to paradise. And uh, my, my salvation was very dramatic. Uh, and, and I just shared that the Lord can, if he fix a Mexican, he can fix anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I meet people where they are. And, you know, at one time we went on our way to, to Juarez, Martha and I, and, in Texas, we stopped at a truck stop where uh, it was like three o'clock in the morning. And I stopped, I stopped it to, to fill it up. And Marta went to the restroom and she, uh, she spent 10, 15 minutes. And I was kind of, why she's taking too long? So I waited and then she came out of the, the store crying. I said, what happened? I was ready to fight anybody. <laughs> And she says, you know, there's as soon as I walk into the restroom, I heard this cry, but not, not, uh, uh, it was a crying from the inside, from the gods. Mm -hmm. It was, and then I, it was a girl, it was a hot white girl, like 19 or 20 years old. And I don't speak English and she didn't, she didn't speak Spanish, but, uh, when I heard that cry, she says, I, I got to her and, and hug her. And I just told her everything, Jesus loves you. Everything is going to be okay. And she just, she says, she just grabbed me and hugged me. And she started, and and she didn't want to go with me uh, on that trip. And I told her, you know, the Lord, the, the Lord put you on, on, on that lady, uh, lady's way. And somehow without English, without, but that hug and that kiss that you gave her and, and hope without words. Just uh, and, and we just went 
from there to Juarez was like six hours uh, more the, of the trip. So we were rejoicing and happy that that girl, she gave her phone number. And, and uh, I never, we never heard from, from her, but uh, that's, sharing uh, the gospel, I, I like that theologian who says, share the gospel always and whenever is, whenever is necessary, use words. Well, Alfonso, as a, as a man who has traveled the continental U.S. and and North and Central America, where where do you see God working in the world today? It's almost easier to be able to point out the evils and the troubles of the world, but that's sort of a negative way to look at the the gift and the gifts that God has given us. But still, it can be challenging. So I posed a question to you: Where, Alfonso, where are you seeing God working in the world today? The, I think uh, this is a very important question f- for the church. I believe with all my heart that God continues working through His church, through all of us. In Second Corinthians five twenty, it says that we are. Ambassadors. One and in, in five seventeen, we know it, mostly everybody knows if you're a new creature in Christ and let all things passed away. But the twentieth says we are ambassadors, and I think when the church represents Jesus in in our capacity, uh, I, I believe God continues working through through that remnant. Uh, uh, it may be few, but that's what it is. Uh, it's happening. If we weren't here, I don't know how, how and what condition. See, if the world is in bad shape, imagine without his church. One time, one time I went to my my kids, Abraham, started attending uh, this group, Young uh, Life. And they met in this farm in Philadelphia. And while, while I was teaching ESL, after he asked me to... If, if I can let them stay late because they, they have some kind of uh, meeting there. So I asked him to give me the address just in case anything. And after I finished my ESL classes, I asked Marta, let's go check what kind of farm is, is this. And uh, we drove through those back roads and we, f- we arrived to the, to the, uh, that farm and we found it was a big barn. And it was like 60 high schoolers. And the young life leader was sharing his testimony and was uh, telling them exactly who they represent. And, and he was sharing Ephesians 1 and 2. And he was uh, telling them uh, because Satan uh, fights our identity in Christ. If he makes us doubt who we are in Christ, he, he, he's, he's on us. But when we remember who we are in Christ, we, we step on him. So I saw all those kids and I told Martha, I work in a high school and there's 1,200 kids there. But with these 50, Jesus continued shining in the world. And, and, and I, I believe with all my heart that God hasn't finished with his church and he's coming for his church. We just need to be, remain faithful. And, and that's what I, I believe, how God is working, and he's working through any, any, any believer who wants to share his, the good news with love. Sometimes we're too legalistic about, I am one of those. 
All right. Well, hey, that leads me to my next question. We've been talking about the church. Let's talk about um, the Cumberland Presbyterian Church, Alfonso, our church. What ideas do you have for the Cumberland Presbyterian Church in 2021 and beyond? Wow. <laughs> Uh, one of the great things that I admire from the Cumberland churches, because the Cumberland church is a missionary church, always working on different, on different tier and the frontier is everywhere now. Yeah. So I believe if the Cumberland church continue sharing the gospel in any way possible, I think uh, if we continue remaining our biblical principles, uh, when I was at the, I'm using this uh, example because I, I was member of the trustees of the children's home for nine years. And when I was there uh, twice a year, we always deal with money, 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 money. Mostly of the, the meeting was about budget and how we're going to do this and la, 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 la. And I remember the, the first time when I arrived, they were discussing this and they, they were uh, about to uh, hire a new uh, director. And then I saw the, the treasurer, he, he was very concerned about the income. And I asked the, the the, the board, how long is the the children's home established? And and they said, well, they started in Bowling Green, and then they moved in 1930 to to Denton, Tennessee, and and we're in 2010, and the Lord's been faithful. And I told them, as far as we are serving people, as far as we are doing ministry in any way we can don't worry about the finances the lord is gonna because one of my things is and that's what i believe uh, tj i've been in the ministry 21 years and the one thing that i can share with everybody is god is faithful and I, i'm not concerned about anything and he's been he's been faithful and we're both stewards but uh he i, I got every Day, every week, every month, every year, wherever I needed to 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 live and 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 do my job happy, I I enjoy doing ministry. So I, I hope that the Cumberland Presbyterian Church ministers quit uh, whining about <laughs> elders whining about because they're with the wrong purpose. Mm -hmm. But if we if we see those whining people. In need, we may we may be used to to let them know that Jesus is is the main thing. I learned in, in the ministry that people are more important than things and money. That is um, a challenge that I think our denomination and many churches face is keeping our eyes on the prize. Yeah, and sharing the good news, and God will take care of the rest. That's correct. Has and will take care of the rest. Yeah, and it's a challenge. 
it's a it's a challenge that we face, but we need to remember that we're serving the Almighty God. And then faith is is growing. Yeah, it's not like a, an achievement or a destination point. Faith in God grows, and maybe even ebbs a little bit, but it flows right back. And and um, thank you for sharing your your aspirations and your hope for our for our Cumberland Presbyterian Church. Alfonso, as skilled and as busy that you are, I'm going to ask you this question anyway. How can our listeners continue to follow you on your faith journey? Uh, I use the term, join the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Partner and, and pray for us. I think uh, I'm, I, I share with my family, I'm about to, to be 60 in December. And my plans is to work five more years with all my, my strength, if the Lord allowed me, if I have good health, to continue outreaching people, to continue working in Mexico and Central, anywhere where the Lord sends me. And uh, just, I, I believe in prayer, and, and uh, I ask everybody to pray for us. And uh, we are on Facebook Live every Sunday. Uh, and we use, <laughs> it's in Spanish, but uh, you can translate their things. Uh, I, we put everything on, on the uh, screen. That way people can grasp something. But uh, just pray that the, the Lord uses us in the right way to continue reaching people for Jesus. All right. That's, that's what I, I just, if I have some people who came all oh, with negative things. I say, I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk with uh, or count with people who, who are positive, who have faith, who have mission minded. And because I always say it, a church without vision is a blind church. We have to have a mission, a purpose. If we don't, if, uh, Satan is very good to to get us focused out of out of Jesus, out, out of our uh, mission work. Alfonso, thank you for being my friend. Thank you for being an encourager in my life in different times of of my own faith journey. And thank you for sharing your faith journey with me. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you. It has been a pleasure, TJ. You know, we, I, I admire you and, and respect you, and, and thank you for this opportunity, too, to, to share a, a little bit of Alfonso <laughs> to, to the CP Church. That's right. And thank you for listening to today's podcast. Grab a friend and travel with us on our next journey down Cumberland Road.